0: Hello everyone, and welcome to The Year Was, a podcast all about today that gives you just enough info to be that guy at the party, causing all your friends to question.
1: Hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here?
0: I am your host today, Tammy Montalvo, otherwise known as Michael's mom. For the next few minutes, we're going to run through the valley of time to find out what makes today truly unique. On this episode, we examine the events that occurred today, April 15th. Today was supposed to be tax day, and many of you have already completed your tax returns. Way to go, overachievers. But today we're going to discuss the fateful day the Titanic sank. Construction of the Titanic began in Belfast, Ireland on March 31, 1909 and was overseen by shipbuilders Hartland and Wolfe. The ship's design was overseen by Lord William James Peary, Thomas Andrews, Edward Wilding and Alexander Carlyle. The Titanic was captained by Edward Smith. This was the largest passenger vessel in the world and the largest man-made moving object on earth. The interior of the ship was inspired by the Ritz Hotel in London, with oak paneling, bronze cherubs, and a staircase that spanned seven floors.
1: Now, one of the things that I found, I'm going to jump in here, the Titanic was the second of three ships. It was the Britannic, the Titanic, and then the Olympic, which were all sister ships, and designed to be just large ocean liners. And you're talking a little bit about the design of it. What I found out was that one of the smokestacks was actually just for show. It didn't actually work.
0: It didn't. The actual length of the Titanic was as long as approximately three football fields. With only 16 wooden lifeboats and four collapsible boats were carried on the ship, which was enough to hold only 1,178 people. This was about a third of the number of passengers on board the luxury line, as there was a total of 2,208 passengers on board.
1: Now, was that just passengers, or is that uh, crew included, too? That was just passengers. That did not
0: include the crew. Everyone that boarded the ship was looking forward to a grand new experience, something they could tell their grandchildren about. No one even thought, as the Titanic set sail in the North Atlantic Ocean, that tragedy and horror would occur that fateful night.
1: The ship set sail on April 11th, 1912, and it made a stop in France and then in Ireland and then set out for New York. It actually took off from Liverpool. On its voyage, the ship was going full speed. The Titanic was, and some believed that the captain, uh, Captain Smith, was trying to beat the crossing time that the Olympic had set while Other people say that it was a fire in one of the ship's coal bunkers that was the cause for this speed increase, but no one's really sure. I think the movie kind of made it seem or put forward that it was him trying to beat the the previous record. But for whatever reason, they had a lifeboat drill that was scheduled on the day of the sinking, and that was actually cancelled, and no one really knows why. At 9.40 p.m., the last of seven warnings about icebergs was received in the wireless room, but the bridge never got those messages, they just never brought them up to him. At 11.50, two hours after that, lookout Frederick Fleet spots the iceberg, and First Officer Lieutenant William McMaster Murdoch ordered a hard starboard turn, which is turning left. Titanic's right side scrapes the iceberg, and this all took the span of about 37 seconds. So, a brief side note, they actually traced that iceberg back to Greenland, but I don't know how they did that. At midnight, Smith learned that the ship can only stay afloat for about two more hours and orders emergency calls to be made. And then almost an hour later, about 1245, the first lifeboat is actually lowered into the water. While all this is going on, the ship is taking on about 400 tons of water per minute after the hit. And the band played on until the very end. Lost my place. I'm going to leave this part in. Um, Okay, so the ship is hit. It's taking on water. At 2.05 a.m., the last lifeboat makes it into the water. And then only 13 minutes later, the last distress call is sent as the ship snaps in half. It was later discovered that the Leyland Liner Californian was actually only about 20 miles away, is actually less than 20 miles away, but it did not hear any distress calls because the radio operator was off duty at the time. And when the Titanic sank, it was only about 400 miles from land.
0: That's incredible. 400 miles from land, and it just doesn't seem like... I wonder how long it would have taken for that other ship to get there and...
1: 20 20 minutes away. Well, 20 miles away, yeah, it, it really wouldn't have been anything. One hour, 20 minutes after the ship sank, the Carpathia was the first to arrive to pick up survivors, but it would not make its way to New York until the 18th of April, with only 705 survivors. Of those survivors, Violet Jessup was one of them. She survived the sinking of the Titanic and would actually go on to survive the sinking of the Britannic only four years later, and that's going to have to be another episode. The youngest survivor of them, Milvina Dean, was only two months at the time. She actually only recently died in 2009, at 97. On April 17th, the Mackie Bennett became the first of several ships to search for bodies in the area.
0: And the source that I said it showed that 1,496 people actually did die that fateful night. A few years ago, I went on a trip to Las Vegas. During my stay, I found out that there was an exhibit at the Luxor with artifacts that had been recovered of the Titanic from the bottom of the North Atlantic Ocean. This was such an eye-opening experience. The photographs of the Titanic showed the location and placing of the artifacts that were actually taken from the bottom of the ocean during the excavation. I saw dishes that fell perfectly to the bottom and sat in their dish racks without breaking. There were toiletries, hairbrushes, as well as other different odds and ends that floated to the bottom. I got to walk into a room that was an exact replica of one of the estate rooms and saw how extravagant the entire ship must have been. The pictures and displays at the exhibit showed an eerie example of life on the ship, however the devastating evidence of years under the salt water taking its toll. There was even a portion of the ship's sighting that to me showed an evidence that both Jack and Rose would have been able to survive while waiting for help to come if Rose would have just scooted over just a tiny bit.
1: Now, I actually went to that same exhibit when I went to Vegas where I went for my friend's wedding. And whenever I went to that thing, to the uh, Luxor, to go to the exhibit, they give out these little boarding passes that you can take through the the exhibit and you're supposed to kind of follow along with the story and everything that's on there. And then at the end, they have a wall of names that you can actually look at and tell if you were one of the survivors or one of the people that, that ended up dying and the card that I got was actually that of Thomas Andrews, who was the White Star Line's chief designer. So from this card, they also give you a little bit of information about the guy. And from what this says is that he traveled alone, was about thir- or was 39 at the time, and that as chief designer, he made it a point of sailing on the maiden voyage of every new ship. In doing so, would observe them in open sea. So by doing this, he hoped to discover any flaws that he could correct in future designs for the Titanic. One of the things that he actually wrote to his wife before they left Southampton was, I think we will do the old firm credit tomorrow when we sail. And he was actually one of the guys, I believe, who ended up losing their lives during the entire ordeal. They actually had him in the movie, and I can't remember the guy's name that played him right now. but.
0: This exhibit was very informative. I learned so much about the voyage. I highly recommend it to anyone who that goes to Vegas to stop by the Luxor if you're ever there and take a trip through history.
1: One of the things that I really liked about that exhibit was the uh, side panel that they had pulled up and how they talked about having to uh, use airbags to lift it from the bottom of the ocean. And I don't know if you saw the glass that was on the side. Yes, I did. That glass is like two, three inches thick. Yes, it is.
0: It, it was very thick.
1: I was I was real surprised, and I liked how th- you could go into it, and there was a section there that would actually kind of show you uh, what the deck of the Titanic was on that night, mm-hmm. and they had that block of ice that you could go. That's up what and I touch.
0: was going to say. It was a par- a portion of that t- of the iceberg, mm-hmm. and you could actually go and touch it and see how it, how cold it was, and how it actually, you know, how it looked.
1: Yeah. And then with those dishes, how uh, they said that they would land in, I'm surprised they didn't break going, I mean, for something like that. And just the wood that the crates were ho- were holding it in were just decomposed over time and all that was left with those plates perfectly sitting. In.
0: And one thing I noticed about those plates is that they were like standing upright. Yeah. They weren't flat. Uh, like stacked up on top of each other. I guess during the movement of the ship, they would stack the plates that way as to where they wouldn't crack or chip. Mm -hmm. And that would be a better way for them to travel. But I thought that most, I mean, I thought everything in there was so interesting. And to be able to walk back in history and actually feel like you were actually in that time period, Mm -hmm. it was just something that, I love history. And I love going to museums and something like that so with with all the, did you get one of the uh, those little earpieces to where you could yeah actually we had the
1: earpiece and you could uh, walk through and it gave you a little bit of history and as you were talking it's just a guided tour without right. the guide
0: exactly mm-hmm. and um, I just you know that gives you a little bit of an insight on what was happening and what they thought during that time of yeah. each of, on each of the exhibits
1: and you know it's it's terrible right now just because with the whole coronavirus and the whole COVID nineteen or the whole COVID nineteen it's it people aren't really getting a chance to go and experience that that you know here or in Vegas where it's at and it's such a weird thing to have in a place like it's in the middle of a desert and it's just this whole titanic thing and it's it's really cool to to go see everything and and how just to kind of learn about that whole aspect and that whole little bit of history for it
0: it's funny because when i went to vegas that that was the last thing on my mind i really didn't go to go um gamble or anything mm-hmm. like that we tried to go around and look at different things and then we were staying at the luxor and we saw it several times and then finally the last minute we kind of thought let's just go in and see what it's about mm-hmm. and i think that was one of the most enjoyable times that you know times that we had there
1: yeah it, it really uh, the same thing with me i i when Whenever I went uh, for my friend's wedding in Vegas, where I went, I I went there obviously for the hi, wedding. Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> I went there obviously for the wedding, but also um, one of the like the one thing I wanted to do uh, while I was there was to go watch Penn and Teller. And I went and did that. And then afterwards, it's like, OK, I've done that. I can go and kind of see everything.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, hi, Sharon. Sorry, I didn't mean to leave you out there.
1: And um, it was a lot of fun to, you know, we're we're walking through kind of the just that strip that's right there. We're we're close by to everything, so they have the Coke store, the M and M store, and there's another one. That it's slipping my mind, and I can't think of it right now. But um, did you go
0: down the well? They I, had
1: a, a Hershey's yes, one. Yes. Yes, and then. Like I said, we stayed in the in Excalibur and what I thought was real cool was Excalibur, the Luxor and um the MGM, I think, yes, are yes. all connected and then like right across you just have to cross a little over bridge thing and there's uh, New York New York and um uh, but as you go through these different uh casinos, and yeah. through these different corridors, you you get to see all these little pop-up exhibits and it's it's like you walk 2 feet and there's something new for you to see while you're in Vegas.
0: Yeah, so I mean that's that's the way I felt too. I, you go over there and you don't expect to see something that unique or that um life-changing and it it kind of made you feel I mean I, I did when I walked through that thing I had chills, mm-hmm. goosebumps because you kind of put yourself in the lives of the people that were lost that day and you think about the tragedy that Everyone, you know, and how everyone felt, yeah, because it was just something so unimaginable to be taking a voyage on a new luxury liner and being the first people to actually step foot on this and to be able to tell people about it, and then something as horrible as that to happen, mm-hmm. and you know, not even knowing if you're going to even be able to be surviving be a survivor that's that's something that you know a little piece of history that you know you get to read about and it was very very interesting.
1: Well, talking about, you know, the events in history that that are horrible, you know, you see people trying to capitalize on that. And you see it in um like the 9/11 movie, the World Trade Center or passenger uh, or United Airlines 93, I think right. it was. And this really wasn't any exception to that. Now, I mean, obviously we have the 97 James Cameron movie and then you have throughout uh, all of you know th- since movies are being made the you have movies about being there's a t- the Titanic since of this whole thing and actually one of the things I found out was that the uh, silent film saved from the Titanic was actually made about a month after the accident so it came out uh, in May of, of 1912.
0: And that's one thing I couldn't imagine when you told me that a little bit of information was that only a month later they already had a film mm-hmm. that had that's one of the reasons I had to throw in that little bit about Rose scooting over. Yeah. She could have. <laughs> just just a little <laughs> just bit. And I think
1: mis- Mythbusters uh proved that it's that's you know, it's possible that he they could have gone on I think they did it. But um you know, the Titanic I think has this huge legacy and it's it's always been you look at like the the grand staircase, and you look at all the I mean everything from the documentaries, and there's there's a great one from Disney and James Cameron's Into the Abyss, and it talks about him going uh and and seeing all of this stuff. But that legacy, and and I think that we kind of romanticize the idea of the ship. And there's actually I I think he's an Australian. Um, I don't I don't know what he is really, but they're actually trying to build a new Titanic and, and calling it Titanic two. And it's supposed to set sail. It was supposed to set sail last year or well, two years ago now in, in 2018, but it looks like they're aiming now for about 2022 and they're going to follow the original route of the ship. It has the, the backing of, of some of the descendants of survivors. So,
0: and how much was that going to, did you had tell me earlier that was going to approximately cost? About
1: 500 million. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
1: Now, I know what you're asking. What changes have been made since the accident? Well, now every ship has to have a lifeboard spot for every passenger. Lifeboat drills are required to be held, and the International Ice Patrol was established to monitor icebergs in the North Atlantic shipping lanes. Another change that came about was that a 24-hour radio watch was mandated. Here's something that I found out too, just today. We're recording this the day before the episode goes out, but did you know that now 108 years after the sinking of the Titanic, that it still has water in its pool?
0: (laughs) I think with that note.
1: (laughs) I think that's going to do it for us today. Uh, If you like this podcast and want to hear more Give us a rate and a review That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction That is hopefully good for all If you're watching this on YouTube You can find the audio version on your podcast app of choice And I'm going to cut that bit out Because I don't say that anymore Wait I do say that This is going to be a weird outro Uh, You can find me on social media And at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club And as always I want to thank the Tim Kreitz band for our musical theme Thank you for coming in and doing this episode or doing a portion of this episode it's uh nice to be able to sit back and not have to panic uh the day of recording (laughs) you're welcome i
0: loved it i i've been trying to come on your you know your show your podcast for several a long time yeah
1: you told me you wanted to do this and i was like great i don't got to do research for a little bit so that'll be nice
0: (laughs) well i enjoyed it
1: and as always i want to thank you for listening we will see you next time. And you gotta do the sound effect.
0: Hello, everyone. And welcome to The Year Was, a podcast about today that gives you just enough info to be. A- oh.
1: Yeah, you don't see my outtakes. I'm gonna put that in. <laughs>